Hey everyone, welcome to STEM Time with Navya and Aishwarya. We're your hosts, Navya. And Aishwarya. Welcome guys, welcome back to our reaction series. We're so excited you're here to listen to us. Um, and today's episode is to a reaction to an article called Hydrogel-Based Hydrogel Flexible Brain Machine Interface. So it's somewhat of a complex topic, but the title is very intriguing. So I am excited for today's article. Um, Navia will be narrating today, so let's get started. All right. So um, this um, article is from Science Daily, and it's by um, the source is the Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology, which is also known as KAIST. So the summary of this article is that the KAIST research team and collaborators revealed a newly developed hydrogel-based flexible brain machine interface to study the structure of the brain or to identify and treat neurological diseases it is crucial to develop an interface that can stimulate the brain and detect its signals in real time however existing neural interfaces are mechanically and chemically different from real brain tissue this causes foreign body response and forms an insulating layer also known as a glial scar around the interface which shortens its lifespan. So this is really interesting, right? Because usually um, brain machine interfaces, like I, I always um, hear of like a invasive brain machine interface or a non-invasive brain machine interface. And the problem with non-invasive is that it's not as accurate, right? As literally getting the signals from the actual brain when it's um, embedded into your system, right? Um, and so I can see why this is a problem, like, um, and the problem that they're trying to solve is this foreign body response, right? Your body's responding to something that's now inside of your like system now. And so it's really cool that they're um, creating this flexible uh, brain machine interface that's not as harmful or it won't be able to like shorten the lifespan of the device. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it is amazing. And especially because like it says there, you know, there are models that exist out there for brain tissue to be studied and um, observed, but it's not the most accurate representation because of all the other parts of a brain that we have. And we're only able to develop a model given the information we know about the brain. But the brain is one of the parts of our body that we know probably the least about because there's so much that we still are yet to discover. So I think it's really cool that they're building something um, to accurately model the brain, just so they can build things, you know, to treat, again, those neurological diseases accurately. Absolutely. Yeah. The brain is one of the most complex organs in the body and a continuing, it'll be a research for many years to come to understand um, the brain functions and how to treat such devastating like neurological diseases. And the only way you could do that is, is truly understanding the brain. And so it's really cool that they're taking steps to um, better the or improve the um, currently uh, current devices that they have for understanding the brain. So this is really cool. All right, so continuing with the article. To solve this problem, the research team of Professor Sung Jun Park uh, developed a brain-mimicking interface by inserting a custom-made multifunctional uh, fiber bundle into the hydrogel body. The device is composed not only of a optical fiber that controls specific nerve cells with light in order to perform optogenetic procedures, but it also has an electrode bundle to read brain signals and a microfluid channel to de deliver drugs to the brain. Wow, that was a lot. So basically, 
this idea is that it's trying to mimic or imitate the brain in a way where it's making fiber bundles um, and hydrogel using hydrogel and this is essentially a way of letting making a device that won't harm the brain in a way where it will completely um, shorten the lifespan like foreign body response is the idea that they're trying to like overcome the challenge that they're trying to overcome and so the way that they're 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 even having that channel i didn't know that actually like uh brain machine interfaces like typically the ones that you hear about on the news are just sort of receiving information from the brain but it's really cool that they're actually delivering drugs to the brain using a microfluidic channel right so they can actually treat neurological diseases using this so it's not just like a research type thing so i think that's really interesting yeah, definitely. And like you said, a lot of the things that exist currently at the moment are, you know, to receive those signals, but to be able to read them and then, you know, deliver the drugs to the brain, that's like, wow, <laughs> that is something that's new. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like the the idea of like, not only understanding the brain, which is what we were mainly focusing on earlier, it's also like delivering drugs and really treating these uh, diseases as well. So that uh, multifunctional type device is really, really interesting. So continuing with the article, the interface is easy to insert into the brain when, uh, or into the body when dry, as the hydrogels become solid. But once it in the body, the hydrogel will quickly absorb body fluids and resemble the properties of its surrounding tissues, thereby minimizing foreign body response. So this is exactly how this um, research team is overcoming that challenge of of that foreign body response, because as soon as that uh, body response, because the body just has that uh, normal functions of any time something um, like not normal or something that it doesn't recognize enters its body, it will have a reaction, right? That response, mm -hmm. and so that that's a problem in this case because it's not something dangerous, right? We just want to understand the brain, but the body doesn't know that, right? So it's like basically forming that layer around the interface that ruins the the data that they receive, and it also um, makes it so that that device needs to be removed earlier. Um, and so that's why what they mean when they're saying that the device will uh, shorten its um, lifespan. But now that they're resembling the properties of the surrounding tissues, that way the body is basically tricked into a way of thinking like, oh, this is just our friend, right? Like we don't have to attack it basically. So I think that's really awesome the way that they approach this problem. Definitely. And like, you know, being able to detect how long these will last because, you know, you're not testing it on something that's similar to the brain or I mean, like less similar to the brain. It's like very, very similar and resembling all the properties of the brain, you know, it's something that's a lot more um, connected to the environment. So um, environment of the brain, I mean, and I think that's important just because it gives you, again, more accurate results based on um, how the hydrogel and what interface, like, you know, what is inserted, how long it will actually last and allow us to interpret results. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, another thing that this can also like solve that wasn't really mentioned in this article is that like, you know, when you hear like if someone were to use a brain machine interface and a doctor said like, oh, like we're going to like insert this thing inside your brain, basically, that would be kind of terrifying. But the right. idea that it's basically mimicking the idea of the brain and we are familiar with the idea that it's not going to attack whatever's entering this, your body, right? It's not 
uh, posed as a danger to your body. It's basically mimicking the properties of that of your um, uh, surrounding tissues near the brain. That's basically a lot more. That's a lot more soothing to hear than um, mm -hmm. what previously done. So I think this is another um, problem that they're solving inherently with this solution. So I think that's really awesome. Definitely. All right. So now continuing with the um, article. So the research team applied the device on animal models, and it showed that it was possible to detect neural signals for up to six months, which is far beyond what has what had been previously recorded. It is also possible to conduct uh, conduct long term optogenetic and behavioral experiments on freely moving mice with a significant reduction in foreign body responses, such as glial and immunological um, activation compared to existing devices. So this is awesome. They've um, applied already applied this device on animal models um, and seen the, the basic thing that they were trying to solve, right? This shortening of lifespan. They want to be able to um, access this data uh, or be able to receive data for, from the brain for a long period of time. And this foreign body response is um, hindering that potential of this device. So they've tested it and they've seen that it can go up to um, six months um, and it's much uh, better than the previous uh, designs and it's much more friendly and it's seen as a friend within the body systems as well. So I think it's solving many different problems here and it's awesome to see that they're able to do this research. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact that it can even detect for up to six months, that's, like, a lot, in my opinion. Right. Because, um, you know, they say, oh, it will shorten the lifespan of the model and everything. But six months is a long time. And, you know, I think to be able to develop that kind of an interface must have taken a lot of research backhand. Um, and, you know, to be able to develop something like that. So I am amazed. Yeah, this is amazing uh, work right here. And this is one of the coolest uh, research articles uh, that I've seen, like this idea of mimicking the brain. And I can't imagine how much work was put into creating that, like those fiber bundles um, and then the hydrogel body, all of those different things. It's really amazing. So, yeah. And continuing on with the um, article, a quotation from Professor Park. This research is significant in that it was the first to utilize a hydrogel as part of a multifunctional neural interface probe, which increased its lifespan dramatically. With our discovery, we look forward to advancements in research on neurological disorders like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease that require long-term observation. This is beautiful. What Professor Park just uh, mentioned here is exactly the impact of this. What is the importance of this research is de definitely one of the most important questions in science research fields. Uh, why is it important? And this is exactly why, because that long-term observation is necessary in order to be able to um, research more about these highly complex uh, neurological disorders. Like it's constantly still being researched um, on how to treat these and how to like prevent such extent of devastating consequences from these disorders. And so that long-term observation was something that was hindered with the previous devices and its materials being used. But using this hydrogel and using this as a way to uh, stop that foreign body response, which is a natural thing that the body does, um, I think it's really fascinating that they were able to solve these problems, all of these problems, like there's numerous problems that's being solved here and all through um, this, the hard work of this research team. So it's really amazing. Yeah. And like, you know, I think what you said at the beginning was very important. It was like, you know, being able to relate it to real world situations, obviously, you know, the 
research is very impactful. But bringing it down to say, okay, this is how it actually affects us in daily life. And we all have someone we know or a loved one that has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or has had it. Or, um, you know, we, we know people are facing that. We know what those disorders are. And the ability to be able to say, we are working towards solving that problem. That's such a big step because you're not just saying, oh, we can do this. We can do that. You know, it's real research. Like it's happening. And I think that's the biggest thing. You're actually doing stuff um, to make a difference. It's not just talking about what can be done. And that's what I really took away from this is the ability to turn something, an idea into an actual interface or model and create it and show that it will have impact. That's something very few people can do. Absolutely. And it's one of the most important parts of science research, because you can say you've created this um, huge research, you've spent years researching about this uh, particular idea or this problem you want to solve. But you're, if you're not able to communicate that, if you're not able to tell people, this is the importance of that, um, what I've been doing. So this whole article, it's been mainly focused on that aspect of like, what are the exact things inside of this brain machine interface, but this conclusion or this last paragraph is really what brought it all together and like tied up the bundle for us really because it's really just that like that strong impactful sentence that just leaves you like just so like it's like such a rewarding experience because you're like what I just read is something that's going to be super important it's something that's going to help others um that that I know in the real world and it's going to make a huge impact in the world that we know so it's really really awesome to see um and this research was just super inspiring that I can't imagine how much work they the research team and the professor put into this um put into this research because it's really really a new idea that, that I've never heard about and it's really just amazing that they solved such a specific problem um, and were able to make a huge impact um, in the neuroscience field. Yeah, and uh, this article was, you know, one of, I think, in this specific series, the topic I knew least about. Like, I know nothing about this part of neuroscience and the brain and I know we've had other episodes on it and I've always said, you know, it's fascinating, but this topic was completely out of range. I was like, oh, I know nothing about it. So I learned a lot today and I'm really happy we read that article because now I have a better knowledge and I'm like, wow, okay, this stuff actually exists out there. It's not just the movies. It's not just, you know, um, in the talks, it's actually in the works. So yes, very, very happy to read this today. Um, and Thank you all so much for listening today. That is a wrap on today's episode and the article we just read. But um, keep listening to our podcast. Make sure to follow, share, and like. And um, yeah, we'll be back with more episodes in our reaction series. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone.